Welcome to the Impact Alumni Podcast. I'm Paul Clifford, and I'm your host of the podcast. I'm the president and CEO of the East Carolina Alumni Association. This podcast is produced at least monthly and exists to provide free and convenient professional development for alumni relations practitioners. So I hope you enjoy. This episode is going to be taking a look at um, some of the characteristics of what a 21st century alumni association program looks like. And it really got me thinking, what really got me thinking about this topic was the January 2010 Case Currents magazine that came out, and in particular the column written by Case President John Lippincott uh, titled The More Things Change. It's his look back at the last decade of university advancement and at the profession. And as he looks back, he, he talks about the, the challenges and disruptions that have been brought about by the Internet, about the internationalization of the profession, and the current economic crisis that we're going through. Um, what is What really resonated with me about his column, uh, which he drove which he drives home with this, uh, with this final sentence, uh, which I will quote, that successful advancement programs are driven by institutional mission focused on strengthening relationships with key constituents, integrated across the advancement disciplines, supported by institutional leadership and, and staffed by dedicated professional. The, no matter what the external forces are that are going on around us, Lippincott contends is that those core fundamentals that our profession is based on still remain still remain true. And so his column really got me thinking, what are some of the key characteristics of a 21st century alumni association? And I came up with some thoughts. If you have your thoughts on the topic, feel free to shoot me an email at paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com. But I have uh, 11 points here that I'm going to go through. And the first is, I think... A 21st century, a characteristic of a 21st century alumni association is that it strives for self-sufficiency, not independence. A lot of times I will hear my colleagues talking about independent alumni associations or alumni associations that, um, that operate in, uh, as separate from the institution. And I, and I think that's a little dangerous. I think that our alumni associations have been formed uh, with the core of our missions being to support the institution that we that we serve, and so I would I, I think a characteristic of a 21st century alumni association draws a distinction between self sufficiency and independence. And what I mean by self sufficiency is that uh, you generate revenue to provide programs, services, and communications to your alumni. I would argue that a self sufficient alumni association is more valuable to an institution than one that requires resources be allocated to it by the institution. Uh, I guess the, the reason I make this argument is that if you're a self-sufficient alumni association, then you can make the argument of the value added, the, the value that you add to the institution as opposed to being a resource drain. So the first characteristic is um, strive for self-sufficiency, not independence. Uh, the second characteristic is of a 21st century alumni association is that it builds relationships for the institutions, not the individual. And that's a little difficult and it's a gray area and it's a, a fine line. But how often have you been in a situation in your professional lives as alumni practitioners where you've come across, um, where you've come across when a professional has left their position, 
um, so too did the relationships that they developed have gone with them. Uh, you lose contact with some key constituents. Um, and then that's because the relationships that were developed were personal relationships. They were developed between the individual. I think what we need to strive to do is develop relationships between our constituents and the institution. Ultimately, that's that's the purpose of connecting them and engaging them is not with us as individuals, but with the institution. Uh, and that's why they are we we seek to get them involved so that the institution can be advanced. And so try to set when you're building relationships that the relationship is between the constituent and a program or the constituent and um, and possibly a faculty member, which tend to have a uh somewhat longer tenure than folks in the advancement profession, but try to build the connection between constituents and between the programs that they are supporting and not between um, the major gift officer or the alumni relations staff member. Uh, If you build institutional relationships, you will leave your institution in a better place um, were you to leave that program. A 21st century alumni program delivers relevant programs, communications, and services. Programs that speak to their alumni, that, that listen to their alumni who give them feedback about the programs that they want. Uh, I think this is, um, you know, a sign of our times is that, you know, we are going through a struggling economy and people are out of work. And so I think some of the relevant programs, communications, and services that we offer um, harken back to the last podcast when we talked to John Hill in delivering career services to our alumni. So uh, 21st Century Alumni Association delivers relevant programs, communications, and services. It also recognizes that there's a need to build partnerships across campus. Um, what I've what I've said a number of times to various folks, whether it's staff members or people on campus, is that our alumni office can't be responsible for managing alumni relations for the entire institution. We want to be a conduit of that. We want to be a central repository uh, for alumni to come back and look for information about what's going on at the university. But we are under no... Um, we are under no illusion that we need, that all alumni relations needs to go through that through us. The fact of the matter is is that it's happening across our campus with relationships that former students have with members of the student affairs staff and member and faculty members, um, where their relationship is going to be. Uh, they're going to be a lot more connected to those people in those programs than they will be to the alumni relations office. And so we need to be a conduit of that. We need to build partnerships across campus, not only the traditional partnerships that we've had with career services and the admissions program and our friends in athletics and the development office, but also build partnerships with with faculty and with student affairs that we can hone in and be and be a partner in connecting our alumni to the institution. So a 21st Century Alumni Association builds partnerships across campus. It also sees itself as a critical function for university development. Uh, far too often I run into alumni professionals who shy away from the fundraising aspect or the fundraising component of university advancement. As Lippincott pointed out in his column, is that um, is that a successful advancement programs are integrated across the three disciplines. And the three disciplines he's talking about are university marketing, alumni relations, and university development. 
21st Century Alumni Associations embrace their position in the development process as people who are responsible for engaging, cultivating, and stewarding future support of the institution. So we need to embrace that. Another quality that I would say would be it has to be nimble and customizable. Uh, we need to look at our alumni as a group of individuals. And so we need to be in a position where we can respond to, uh, realistically respond to the individual needs of our alumni, whether it's customizing volunteer opportunities or customizing experiences for them uh, in terms of events and services that we offer to them. We need to at least have in the back of our mind is how can we um, customize this to maximize participation, to maximize the impact that our programs could potentially have on a broad number of alumni. But also, they collect data, and then they use that data to empower their gut decisions. Uh, they collect data on not only uh, event attendance and membership numbers and uh, revenue that's coming in, but they, they talk about some of the uh, relational information that they can get from the data they're collecting. So, for instance, um, what could they learn from someone who attends an event? What are their behaviors six months after that event? Do they come to another event? Do they join the association? Do they bring someone else with them? Do they not come? Um, talk, taking the data collecting and the counting of um, the metric process and taking that one step further into some behavioral measures. I think it's something that 21st century alumni associations are, <clears throat> are doing more and more, are doing more and more of to empower their decisions, whether it be uh, personnel decisions, budget decisions, or programming decisions. Another characteristic of alumni association poised to be successful in the 21st century is that it operates in a transparent and an accountable way. Um, our associations have to be open. We have to be constantly increasing our circle of friends and increasing the people who uh, could potentially be supportive of the institution. And in many ways now, the funding of our associations is driven off of membership revenue uh, and revenue that is given to us by others to provide these services and programs and communications to our alumni. And so because we have made a promise on how we are going to use the money that our alumni give to us, our programs need to operate in transparent and accountable ways. And a number of ways that this is that this manifests itself is, you know, being open about your tax information, posting that stuff on your on your website. Um you know, the new IRS regulations uh, have really transformed um, have really transformed how 501c3 corporations now file their taxes. And, and it's becoming more of an of an informational audit than it is of a dollar cents audit, dollars and cents audit. And so um, being open and transparent about your your internal control process, your accounting processes, um, everything that your organization does is a characteristic of a 21st century alumni association. And then the final two are, are somewhat complementary and, and somewhat contradictory at the same time. I think the 21st century alumni association um, spreads the good news of the academy and of her alumni, of what the alum, our alumni are accomplishing in their professions. We want to make sure that we are telling their stories to fellow alumni and to the general public because when they accomplish 
great things in their profession and it's associated back with the institution. It increases the value of everyone's degree and raises the institution. Um, and at the same time as we are spreading the good news of the university and our alumni, we also have to be the voice of alumni on campus, which from time to time can be, I don't want to say contradictory, but could, could potentially be um, uh, take an opposing view of what the university's view on a certain topic is. Um, and so the Alumni Association needs to walk, be able to walk that fine line between being um, telling the good news of the university and at the same time expressing and being the voice of alumni on campus. So what do you think? Do you agree? Are these characteristics of a 21st century alumni association? Uh, send me your feedback. Again, you can visit our website at alumnipodcast.com to um, to connect with the podcast and to see other episodes. Send me an email if, if you think that I've missed the boat on something or if I've hit a home run here. Um, send me your feedback at paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com. You can subscribe to the Impact Alumni Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or just visit alumnipodcast.com to subscribe. You can also follow the show or become a fan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Get involved in the conversation on one of these social media sites. Send me a tweet at at Impact Alumni. That's how you can find me on Twitter. Or visit, again, the Impact Alumni Podcast website at Impact Alumni. I'm sorry, at alumnipodcast.com, and you can see the logos there for where we are in the social media realm. Thanks for joining us today. The next episode, we will talk with Christina Wright from the University of Iowa Alumni Association about infusing diversity into every aspect of your alumni program. Until then, in the words, in the words of Lou Holtz, good, better, best, never, never rest until your good is better and your better is your best. So long.